you're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. sure we saw Killer Joe yesterday, and that's because the book is open on my lap to that page with a little sticket note. But before we saw Killer Joe, that's right. I saw A Fantastic Fear of Everything. Yeah, so that was the one with scene. the guy from um, Wand of the Dead. Wow, dude, that was and by one of the dead, nonsense. <laughs> I mean, Sean of the Dead. Yes, Simon Pegg. That's right. Good, good fucking A-plus journalism from Sean. That was, that was the guy from Wand of the Dead. Fuck your couch. I did that on purpose. I don't think Tell me so about this movie. All. I don't think you did it on purpose at all. I had I have a sticky note to that page also. How could I possibly have done it? Okay, so the movies that we are going to be talking about, as we just said, yeah. are Fantastic Fear of Everything, or and A Fantastic Fear of Everything, if you're looking in the book. That's right, that's and Killer beginning. Joe. And Killer Joe. Uh, so we'll do Fantastic Fear of Everything first, since I saw it all by myself. Yeah. A uh, movie starring Simon Pei. He is a, uh, by trade, he's a children's author. Okay. And what he's currently doing is he's currently working on... Uh, I believe that he's calling the book like Decades of Death or whatever, which is like a highlight on like the Victorian era English uh, killers, like Jack the Ripper being the most famous. But like, and, and he, this is a children's book he's writing? No, 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 no. He's trying to get out of writing children's books. Okay, and this is his okay. new his new piece. Alrighty. And um, so, and then he's becoming like by studying the, all these case studies on all these guys, he's getting like more and more paranoid and. Uh, I guess he sort of goes through, like, misadventures. Uh-huh. And the... I can't, like... I can't even really get more into detail of it because there isn't a lot much more that goes on in the movie. Like, Is there a comedy or a thriller? It's or? certainly a comedy. Okay. Uh, but I can't even give it, like, the strongest of recommendations. Oof. It's... It's tricky. I'm really torn up about it. The film is uh, is beautifully shot. Okay. I'll get a little bit into some of the spoiler section as to why yeah, some of yeah. my problems with it, but in terms of just like recommendations, if you're into it, like visually looks really really cool. They capture that sort of that like storybook look kind of thing, like okay. where things are like like you sort of get the impression that the ceilings are a little like slanted inwards when they're spooky and like shadows creep a little longer and like kind of they get that little like in the Lovecraftian sense or like in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sense of creepiness in like somewhere in the middle. Huh. Like, like Lovecraftian would be a little bit too scary because it is a, it is a comedy. Sure, but sure. Charlie and Chocolate Factory is a little too silly. Okay, it's like it's somewhere in the middle, but they but they capture that look really really well. Like it looks sort of like like a Lovecraftian comedy, I guess would sort of uh, of course sort of be apropos. Uh, and the comedy, like the funny bits are funny. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that uh, the film seems like a collection of funny bits. There's not too much of an overarching story that draws mm-hmm. them all together. It it's almost feels like it would have been better served as being like a collection of vignettes instead of them trying to arc a story together. 
because each little section is kind of fun and interesting on its own, but they don't really tie in together, and, like, you're trying to make sense of it when you're watching it, and you're just sort of like, I don't care about this character who just showed up, or where did this come from? And you're just sort of like, even though, like, the quote-unquote climax of the movie, you're just kind of sort of comes out of nowhere with no clue to the, like, to the viewer that this was even coming. Are the performances any good? Performances are all good. Like it's it's I'm like torn up about it. It's like a beautifully beautiful looking film. Mm-hmm. The performances are good. The funny parts are funny. It's just missing, like the glue. Missing the glue. It's funny. I said the same thing about One of the Dead. This is missing way more glue than One of the Dead is. At least One of the Dead had like a had a story arc. Right. <laughs> that right. was like going through it. It had a through line connecting everything. Interesting. This is is like, it recommendable. If you're a Simon Pegg fan, if you're... It's kind of hard not to be, man. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead was good. Hot Fuzz. Was Hot Fuzz was fun. Yeah. Uh, was it, did he, he did that one there. I can't remember the, the name of it. About the two grave robbers. I think he was in that. Sure. Was that Fantasia his his buddy was also in... Um, that was a movie, uh, Attack the Block. Yeah. yeah he yeah, was a drug dealer. Yeah, but that, was that great. wasn't really... That's not really Simon Pegg. We're really, really on Pegg. a tangent here. This, was, this is also not written by Simon Pegg. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse <Yeah>. me. <coughs> Keith is coughing. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, this is not written by Simon Pegg. Okay. So it, put, it sets it apart from uh, what are his movies? The, the Paul the Alien, The Shaun of the Dead, right, and right, right. The Hot Fuzz, those movies that he wrote. Yeah, they're very much his creations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, he, was, he was just acting in it. Okay. I'll that's get cool. a little bit into it in the spoilers just in terms of like the specifics of what I dislike, yeah. but if you, if you want something that's a little bit more like eye candy, a little more frivolous sort of stuff, a little fun, cute well, scenes. There's also some cute little stop motion sequences at the beginning and towards the end that are really cool. So if you just want to look at some style over substance I feel like I can't make a decision and if I want to see it until I hear the spoiler section when you can give right. me details okay but you can anyway so yeah. for the listener either, <laughs> either listen to the spoilers or that's the best or, thing or leave yourself in this ambiguous state yes Killer Joe bam wow Killer Joe was uh, I thought entertaining from front to back yeah uh, a host of characters okay so here, I guess I should do the story the, um, well we can also say the director right we, we discussed this before the show. We sure should. William Friedkin. William Friedkin. Who is yep. a... Uh, he might have done a couple of films you might have heard of. Like The Exorcist? Yeah, or like uh, uh, The French Connection? Yeah. I hear that was pretty big. Those are those are pretty big deals. Yeah. Uh, he's done some other stuff later. He did Jade. Yeah. Also. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Jade? I do not whatsoever. Jade was with uh, the guy from CSI Miami. The... Yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. David Caruso. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was one of his like really, really good movies. It was a sexy kind of thing, I think. Sort of. It was a little bit in the same, like, in the same way that NYPD Blue was, but it was like the film version of NYPD Blue. So it was like NYPD Blue turned to 11 huh. kind of thing. That was that was well, Jade. That, that sounds great, to yeah, tell you the truth. it was really, really good. What about Killer Joe? Uh, Killer Joe was kick-ass. Yes, dude. it fucking Super was. Good. Uh, this movie's probably going to have a, a domestic release. I can't I imagine this thing not having a release. I wouldn't a, see how it would release. have a domestic yeah. release. It might be a little bit limited in its release because it does seem like it's not it's not an Avengers for sure no but it's gonna no. it's gonna screen at Paramount like for yes. sure, or screen at yes. Bank and it'll do well in the like yeah yeah thriller. okay so let's do the plot a little bit um there was a character Chris I think I think so. Yeah. Who, basically, this whole thing takes place in a redneck hick town. I don't know if they're specific yeah. about it. Texas. Texas. They Somewhere don't necessarily in, say the town, but they say in Texas. Texas. This kid gets himself into trouble. He owes a lot of money to some really bad people. His mother has a life insurance taken out on her. Yeah. He uh, decides the quickest and best way to get the money to pay off his people is to hire a contract killer to murder his mother, yep. and he enlists his dad's help to do this. Yeah. Shenanigans occur. Yes. 
this. Basically, things that could go wrong go wrong. Everything that could go wrong goes wrong. Basically. Hilariously. Uh, the cast of characters, you have like the father who's hilarious. Oh my god, he's so good. Super simple he's got this like, guy. the dumbest dude, but like the most straightforward guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah just And he has the like ugly beard. Ugh, fantastic. And yep. he has, uh, there's Dottie, who's an the, important the character. The sex kitten retarded sister. You said retarded. Yeah. I don't oh, I said a no word. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's necessarily like. I think she's just really, like, simple. Simple. Yeah. In, yeah, in yeah. the non-like condescending use of the word. Yeah. Like maybe. she didn't like. She seemed to have a bit of an idea of what was going on. She just didn't really like. Her connection to reality was like severed. She didn't seem dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? She just didn't. Well, seem to yeah. You're giving. You're being very generous there, but. She definitely had a few screws loose. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I found her to be more disconnected from reality than I did find her to be stupid. She just okay. didn't under, She didn't understand the repercussions of a lot of things. Yeah. She didn't understand, like, certain people's motives and whatever mm-hmm. else. I don't think she was that stupid. Okay. That's she was fine. key to this whole story, right? Very much so. Yeah. Do uh, we say why? Is this How much of this is in the trailer? Uh, no, I don't think this is even in the trailer. Really? Then we should stay out of this. She's an important character. She's very she important. She does become an important character. And Matthew fucking McConaughey okay. as Killer Joe himself. The, the, so he's a he's a cop yep. who takes out contract kills on the side. Mm-hmm. That's that's Killer Joe. Mm-hmm. And um, he is $25,000. Yep, his fee is $25,000. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. And yeah, man, like super like com- comedic intensity. Like I think would be the the way. You reminded would... me a little bit of um, the Rampart guy in Zombieland. A little bit, ever so slightly. Why don't I remember that guy? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson in Zombieland. He had like a bit of that like weird intensity in a situation yeah. that didn't really quite call for it. But but Matthew McConaughey ratcheted that up to eleven. Yeah, and, yeah, and and totally pulled it off. He was so. But I mean, at good. the same time, when you say it, like, he didn't warrant it, like they're killing a lady, like. He seemed to be the only person who took it seriously. What are you talking about, Matthew McConaughey? Or, yeah, uh, or McConaughey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, well, like the family. The family's just sort of like, this is a way to get money. McConaughey's like takes it fucking. You serious. guys are asking me to murder somebody. Let's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't mean that. And of course, he did do that seriously, and he was like the professional killer in those scenes. But there were other points yeah, yeah. where he was just like ludicrously intense for no goddamn reason. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, no. But the whole thing though, like the, it was a treat. the the. the, the, the the feeling of the whole thing, I feel, yeah. is like, like an intense comedy. Like, yeah. you're you're laughing pretty often, but it's like simultaneously being intense as fuck for most of it. Yeah. The um, I want to I want to read a little tagline here that says, "Full frontal in every sense, an unabashed pulp romp stuffed with ugly acts and primal screams." It says more, but that's enough. Yeah. Um, the the opening statement there, full frontal in every sense. I think it was one of the opening scenes. The son opens the door and his stepmom is there with no pants on, yep. vagina flopping out. Yep. And uh, and he's like, "Mom," <laughs> and she's like, "What? I didn't know who was at the door." And he's like, "You answered the door with you answered the door with no, no pants, pants on." Ah, oh, it's great. It was a great. So yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think this is one of the most polished films we've seen. The Certainly, entire intense yeah. comedy, dark, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, definitely top top tier films that we've seen. For sure. So, spoiler time. Yeah, let's spoil some things. Spoil, spoil, spoilers, spoiling, spoilers. Uh, fantastic fear of everything. So, so, let's hear it. So, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the uh, of the things, like I said, that, that should be vignettes. Right. So, his first se- sequence is when he uh, he feels he get nobody's interested in his book. In his, in his book. In his book, the right. decades of death. Because they just want. Children's movies? They just want children's books, okay. and they're like, that's what's bankable, and mm-hmm. whatever else like that, and like you've kind of gotten lost in this project. 
then he has like a little meeting with his um, with his agent. His agent hooks up one meeting with a guy who's interested in it, who he has to meet tonight. And this like drags on and on. And because he has the same middle name as the first name of a British uh, mass murderer, mm-hmm. I think it's like Harlow or something. Yep. He's like they have to be related, and it's just sort of like showing like the paranoia of the character. Mm-hmm. And the character is really just like a big mess, seeing things in the corner of every eye. Like this is seriously like twenty five to thirty minutes of the film of just him being a mess. Okay. And you're like, okay, what's what? And like, there's funny incidences that happen there, like like jumping and like leaping across the room, and, like tackling pillows that look like a man and stuff like that. Okay. But this is a really, really long time. Uh-huh. So then he needs to get clothes to meet the guy, and that would uh, that would say is like one. He needs to get clothes. Like he, he needs, needs to put on clothing. He needs to put on clothing because he hasn't done any of the laundry. Okay. You, you'd sympathize. I did. Yeah. Uh, he needs to get clothes to do this, and he's he for some reason. He, oh yeah, he hasn't. He wasn't. It's revealed at some point that he was an orphan, and he was he has an irrational fear of being at the laundromat. Okay. And so his agent's just like, well, just either buy clothes, and it's like, no, it's too late, they're closed, or just wash some clothes. Then, in the process of all of this, he tries to clean his own clothes, and lights them on fire, and explodes the oven. So now he's going to the laundromat. I think you did that at a party once, I did. didn't well, you? Well, it was a microwave oven. Oh, yeah, yeah, it just lit some on fire. It didn't explode an oven. <laughs> but yeah, so in also he carries around this carver knife. Uh-huh. Then he gets paranoid of um, people breaking into the window. Then he like glues a carver knife, super glues a carver knife to his hand. So now he's walking around with like a half singed face, with half of his hair burnt off, with a carver knife, with like a sack over his shoulder, with his dirty clothes in them. You're like hilarious. I, I think yeah, that's like in the telling, that sounds hilarious. But it's like 45 minutes to get there. All right. You know what I mean? Like this could have been five minutes, and you'd be like, woo! You'd be like roaring and in stitches. Right, right. There's a hilarious scene where he like starts listening to gangster rap, dressed like that, like walking down the street, all gangster and stuff. Okay. Very funny. Like I said, there's yeah, some funny yeah. fucking moments in it. Just takes really long times to get there. Very little payoff. He gets to the laundromat. He doesn't know how to do laundry. Uh, he gets very very scared, <laughs> like okay. of because he like and he has this phobia of the laundromat. Oh, I, f- I failed to mention. There's like a seriously like maybe like a ten minute sequence where he calls a shrink and his shrink is like just like spouting like psycho like psychiatric mumbo jumbo right. and they go on a little like star trip. Fucking oh, out a of star no- trip? Like they like fly through the stars. Like know? a CG yeah. flying through the stars yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Then ultimately he gets kidnapped by um one of the uh um uh, like the residential police officers they have in London there, like okay. the ones who don't have a gun, they're just sort of like, get like civil agents. Little I don't know. Bobbies? No, Bobbies are cops. Right. Like he doesn't even have a, like a nightstick. He's just like a guy, like, sort of like a mall cop, but in the streets. Okay. Like he's, just, I don't think you're not a full police officer. You just basically call in suspicious shit. But anyway, he uh-huh. gets him and this girl get kidnapped by him. Then there's this whole thing, and this guy wants to be a serial killer, but ultimately revealed he's not a very good serial killer and he just found a dead body and chopped him up. <laughs> okay. Like, and he's like, I'm not even a real serial killer. I just like chopped up a dead body like to try to get one, but I always wanted to be. And then it's revealed that he also was abandoned in a laundromat. And that's why it unlocks Simon Pegg's character's memory of being abandoned in a laundromat also. What, what were they trying to do with all I this? I have no... Like, were they attempting to be like a solid straight-up comedy the whole way through? or were they I, like... Mostly. Like, the funny mm-hmm. scenes are so funny. But then there's like they they disappear for like four or five minutes at a time, right? Kind of thing where it's not funny, and then it's just so disjointed. Like the the hmm. main villain of this movie shows up in the last twenty minutes, and then Simon Pegg ultimately tells a story about two little hedgehogs in similar situations who like 
come to love because he's a children's yeah, story yeah, writer. Yeah. Then he ends up writing that story, and then he gets rich. And then it's over. Yay. F- what the fuck? Yeah. Like. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I was, it, I was uh, you know, I, 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 I saw the, uh, the trailer or bio or whatever, and I, like, wanted to see this. Uh-huh. I guess I don't know. And, yeah, completely, completely missable. If it was on television, watch it. Yeah. But if it's on Netflix or something, watch it, I guess. But yeah. I'm not go out of my way to see Okay, this well, let's not waste our time. Killer Joe. Killer Joe. Yep. I don't, I don't even know, man. I mean, other than talking about like specific scenes that were awesome. How do we how do we say more? Um, okay, let's talk about the sex between um, Killer, Killer Joe, Joe and, Dottie. and Dottie. I mean, I don't want to talk about the sex scene because that isn't very interesting. But well, even the fact then, that he like has this like weird romance for this space cadet girl. Yeah, he's like th- seems taken with her in this intense I think dark she's way. Innocent. Yeah, I think it's because she's innocent, and despite knowing what he does, she like retains innocence. You know, like, yeah, like sort of. Because she's like, you're gonna kill my mama, like straight out the bat. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's like, that's not polite dinner conversation. So, but like, even though she knows, she still goes along with it. She still goes along with it. Yeah. So, like, I think that's what he's what he digs. He digs the innocence. He digs the fact that she's innocent, but ultimately she's innocence. <laughs> huh? No, she is innocence. Yes, he is Killer Joe. Like, and he even says it when they have sex, whenever she's like, how old are you right now? And she's like, I'm 12, even though she's clearly not. Yeah. And then he's like, so am I. You know, like, <laughs> he makes, he, she makes him feel innocent, I think. You know, like. Yeah. And I mean, I guess when you're a contract killer, that's a, it's a hard, hard thing hard to feel. Hard thing to feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about this movie, man. I, like, I, we could talk about the climax of it, but I don't want to give nothing away, even in this here, the spoiler section, because yeah. I feel so pumped about everybody listening to this going out to check out this movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, and even, and even the climax, the climax is... It's ambiguous? What's going to happen? A little bit ambiguous. It, oh, come on, in the best possible way. You don't yeah. know who's going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's it, but it, but it still comes to a crazy violent head. Which oh, is, for sure. Which is what you're hoping for. And, yeah, yeah, and it delivers. Like, you know, like, like, this kind of a movie builds up towards its, like, violent, like, Mexican standoff climax. You know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're is, like, I won't be happy until these characters until are happens. getting, killing each other. And it delivers. Yeah, 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 yeah very yeah. much so. The, yeah, and just, I like, uh, I loved McConaughey's performance as Killer Joe. It was awesome. Yep. Like, pretty much start to finish, he was just... Usually playing a romantic comedy guy or whatever else Go- like that. Goofball, right? It is his normal well, thing. Not of. always. He was like Lincoln Lawyer and stuff. Like he's, he, he usually plays like a dude's dude. And like here he was like fucked up. Like he was a messed up character. Yeah. Like still being a big badass, but yeah. really like a super fucked up, like the chicken leg scene. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, do you want to, let's do it. Let's talk about this. I mean, it's I even so. the big poster for this movie, right? Is like the chicken chicken nugget that's shaped like Texas. So, so who's he trying to intimidate? Exactly, the whole family. Well, everybody yeah. in the room. Yeah. But at that point, people in the room, it's the uh, the father and the stepmother. Yeah. And it's uh, it's revealed that the stepmother might have orchestrated an entire thing to try to get extra money. Right. And by fucking everybody else out of the money, including in, in, including, including her, Joe, including Joe, including her husband, and that it was way more money than the the original yeah, than life the original insurance account. was yeah, for. Yeah. And and you know, Joe has this suspicion, and you suspect he's right too. And then he's trying to intimidate them. You're kind of behind him on this, you know, like you want to see what what was going on. Yeah. And then he pulls out. They uh, they had a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken there, so yeah. um, he pulls out a chicken leg, 
holds it up to his crotch in effigy of his penis, and yep. then forces her to get on her knees Flated. and fillet the chicken wing, uh-huh. whilst her husband watches, yep. and he actually orgasms? I mean, ah, I don't even know. was he acting? Who knows? It didn't look like it. <laughs> Batshit craziness. Batshit crazy. Super good. I guess when I say it in this lit room, it sounds completely retarded. But, like, not even entertaining. Like, just stupid. But it's still but funny. It was still funny and intense and scary all at yeah, the same because, time. Because you also, like, throughout the whole entire scene, yeah. the scene is intense enough that, like, what I honestly thought was going to happen was he was just going to, like, jam the chicken stick down her throat and kill her. Choke her or something. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, but he finishes. Huh? But he finishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but, like, but you're sitting there being like, yeah, this is completely ludicrous, but there's still definitely people's lives at stake and whatever, and this guy just doesn't give a fuck. And McConaughey could have even played this scene, like, Killer Joe was in on the joke, in a sense. Like, he knew how stupid and crazy this was, yeah. but he played it straight. Yeah. He was like, no, I am intimidating these people, and I am in an orgasm via this effigy chicken penis. Yeah. And it's legit. And it's legit. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. I think that wraps up the episode. Yeah. Go well, see, now go now see that you said orgasm with my my chicken FG <laughs> penis, I think we can end. That's a high point. Yeah, there. I don't know how, where to go from that. Yeah. So, uh, Fantastic yep. Fear of Everything, Lukewarm. Yep. Uh, Jojo, Jojo. Red Hot. That's how we end the show, son. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking, I think, only about one movie called The Tall Man. So, stay tuned for that. Bye, friends. Yay. cc 95.cc on facebook and uh, also follow us on twitter we're at sign number nine to number five cc on twitter so uh and also be sure to check back on the site for something on mondays probably uh we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on tuesdays we have a new comic in 95 illustrated every wednesday a new podcast every week usually on thursday it's either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on fridays we have fine arts with either sophie and scott and uh you know maybe john will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.